it's gonna be awkward. <laughs> Boom. What's up, guys? We're back. What up? Welcome back to uh, episode seven. Yeah, Another episode week. seven. We're just cruising along, dude. Cruising. I, and we got we got a new friend. A new mm-hmm. friend and a new favorite person, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got him. Let's in it. One of our favorite people right away. Instant. Awesome. And he's going to be everybody else's, too. Let's introduce him. We got Ricky, Dragon Snake, Jimenez. <laughs> hey, What's guys. Up? How's it going? How's it going? That, that really touches my heart, guys. I really appreciate you guys saying those dude, oh, really? kind things about me, man. <laughs> you really should cool. because <laughs> we you. told everybody that we were going to be honest now moving forward. <laughs> yeah. If people, if they're not our favorite people or like they're not on their way to becoming our favorite people, like we're not going to say it. So we Plus said. You brought it. us in. You let us see your gym. You got us to, uh, well, that'll be for after, but even still. Got to do it a little bit beforehand, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we got to see just a dope spot that you have. So it was really cool, and we let, we uh, thank you for just having us and welcoming us so easily. Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Yeah, dude. Anytime, guys. Anytime. <laughs> Come on down. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did this week a little bit differently, uh, just because of scheduling and shit. You know, it is what it is. But um, we did the gym portion before this which is fine, and so there may be a couple of continuity errors, but that's all you're hearing, and that was what Z just did there. Yeah, I, I, and that's where the awkward MMA show comes in. That's why it's called that. We've got a few awkward moments each show. I was going to ask you guys that. That was going to be one of my <laughs> yeah. questions to Always you. I knew you guys were going to ask me some questions, but I was going to ask you guys <laughs> why. Why the awkward MMA show? All right, so I'll, I'll say my answer first, okay. and you can give if you have a different one. But for me, dude, it's like the best cop-out for yeah, for any question, <laughs> that's what I mean. like, if if anybody's like, everything seems like it's on purpose. You know what I mean? Like right. all the pauses, all the all the fuck ups. Like anytime I mess something up, it, you get to it, get away with more. I get away with it because our we're awkward. You know that's the whole thing exactly. of it. I like and, it. So yeah, and um, but like it's the same. You know we do the same thing in real life too. We yeah, it's the same thing. So, very cool. Yeah. Like I right dig, now, dig, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah you'll, you'll, you'll pick Let's up go. on it as we go. We're like, All right, Let's cool. get awkward as fuck, <laughs> yeah. but, dude. That's that's the that's the beauty of the whole show is that like we just get to come up here and and be us, and and now we get to share share that with cool people like you. Yeah, yeah very, very cool, cool stories awesome. and backgrounds awesome. and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Not to jump right into it, but to jump right into it. Uh, <laughs> You were kind of telling okay. us a little bit about your uh, your story, just where the gym came from and how all that was. Just tell us a little bit about that, just because it seems like a super cool, rare story. Oh, oh, oh well, uh, like I said to you guys uh, the other day when we trained, uh, I really didn't plan on uh, being a gym owner and teaching martial arts for my life. I was already a martial artist, um, and um, I was already a second-degree black belt. I had already had uh, many MMA fights and was an um, MMA champion at one point in my life way before I even started to teach. Um, and I just thought that I w- that was just going to be a part of my life that I did, and it was very fun, and that was it. But um, 
um, some of my friends had other plans, <laughs> but yeah. they, they, and they pushed me. And that, that's really cool because that's what friends are supposed to do. We're supposed to push each other in directions that that's are right. best for each other. Um, so um, my friend Vahe, well, here's the story. I'll, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. I was, uh, I was really into uh, lifting weights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was, I was big time into lifting weights. I Obviously. Was, uh, <laughs> and um, that was like my thing. And I would go to the gym every day and, and lift. And I had a bunch of buddies that we would work out together and lift as well together. And um, to warm up, what I would do is I would go into this aerobics room and they had a heavy bag and, and some martial arts things in there. And I would hit the bag and, and kick the bob in the head and, and do a bunch of fun stuff to get my heart rate up, get the blood flowing, the oxygen flowing. And my buddies uh, would, would look in there and when they would come in there and be like, what was that thing you did? And I would be like, oh, that was called a Kempo Dragon Kick. And they were like, can you teach me that? That looks really cool. And then I would teach them it. And then they would get good at it. And they would be like, oh, this is cool. Can you show me something else? What else do you got? So I just kept sharing things with my friends. And they were like, why do you not do this for a living? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't think about it. And yeah. I, well, then I went, well, now I, I know why. I know why not. I don't have the money to open up a business. I don't right. have the... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have the capital to uh, to open up my own business. It's a pretty expensive to rent a place out, get all the equipment, yeah, especially in all the marketing and whatnot. Probably you insurance gotta go insurance too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys okay. know all about it. You're doing you're liability, doing that, so. dude. It's a liability. Absolutely. A lot of them. Yep. So, um, so uh, my buddy Vahe, he uh, he goes, um, you don't need any money to open up your business to start your business. He goes, you can do like what Bruce Lee did. You can teach at a park. Mm. And I went, wow, that's, that, that's true. I can teach at a park. No overhead, no cost. Just bring people out and show them things that I know. So what I did was I went and I made a bunch of flyers, business cards, uh, talking to all my friends at the gym, handing them out wherever I went. I would run into people at gas stations, give them cards, flyers. So was Damn. it the same? Was it the same park every week? It was or the same park was every it, week and in the same spot. And was it like, um, did you do multiple days in a week or was it just one day a week? At first it was every Sunday. Okay. Oh, okay. And then I added a, a, a Tuesday and a Thursday. Okay. When, when, when everyone, when demand went up. Yeah. So, um, um, and uh, my first class, uh, a young lady showed up that never came back again. She came because she was a friend of a friend and she wanted to support me because we were, we were friends. And um, I taught her, and the next week, no one came. And the next week, one person would come. And then the next, and I kept going back every week, every yeah. week. I kept handing out flyers, and I just kept going back. And, and, and there were weeks no one would show up, and I'd go out there, and I'd stand, and I'd, all right, I'll be back next week. Yeah, and so I just kept going. And then um, at one point, I had uh, about 15, 20 people out there at the park training. People would walk by, walk up, and say, what are you guys doing? That looks really cool. And then they would join yeah. in. So... Um, and I charged per per class. So what happened was I be able I was I was able to make some money. And what I did was I went to a gym called uh, Seton Gym. You guys heard? Yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing Muay Thai gym. Tiago Razzaretto, big shout out to you, man. Much love for uh, shooting me the, the opportunity that you did. Um, I walked in and I told Tiago. I said um, I, I asked who who owns this place, and it was Tiago. And he walks up. I said, Hey, I have a question for you. He was like, Yeah. I said, I have a team that uh, I teach at a park, and I'm looking to rent some space. Uh, is there, are you interested in subleasing to me? And I could rent, some, rent, rent the gym floor for an hour here, sure. hour there, to, to build my program. Right. And uh, he, he goes, he took me in the office, we sat down, and he goes, you know what? I did what you're doing right now 
to another man in another gym. He said, and that man allowed me to, to build my program, and now I'm here. He was like somewhere in his 10 years and had like all kinds wow, of students. And wow. he goes, I was you, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, right now is my turn to pay it forward. Wow. So he goes, I'm awesome. absolutely yeah. doing this for you because someone did it for him. Yeah. And I started to teach there, build my program. We became, became really good friends. He, uh, he recognized my skill level, and then he uh, asked me to uh, begin teaching there as well. I taught the, I taught the uh, Taekwondo, Sitan Taekwondo, as well as uh, the boxing program there. And uh, I trained with the Muay Thai, all the Muay Thai kids mm. there. And um, it, was a, it was a great experience. I learned a lot from him. And uh, I built my program up, and I, I made some more money. And then I was able to uh, split a place with a buddy of mine, uh, Mike King. Mike King, <laughs> big shout-out to Mike King. We shared a gym uh, in Scottsdale and for a year. And once that was up, uh, I built myself up again, and I was able to uh, open my own gym. Dang, and That's dude. where you're at now, right? And that's where I'm at now. Damn, I've been there for story. almost two years. And um, I'm uh, I, and I, sometimes I walk in there and I'm like, "How'd you get here, dude? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know what, ha- what happened. What'd you do? <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. I mean, because along the way, oh, on this journey of mine, uh, I, I taught fighters and we've competed. Uh, we were competing. We were fighting and raging the cages at Celebrity Theater from the park. That's crazy. That's we were nuts, training dude. at the park and we were going into this big, huge stadium, fighting and winning. That's My guys so were winning crazy. and we, we really made a, a, a name for ourselves. And um, I've taught state, national, and world champions on uh, on the uh, amateur and professional level. Dang, and wow. again, I have no idea how that happened. I just did what I loved. I did what God told me to do, and yeah. all these things happened. Yeah, that's what and, happens, uh, man. You and, listen to it. And, and now I'm here with you guys telling you all about it. We're which, just training which at the gym. It's crazy. Kind of... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Surreal, dude. Yes. Yeah, surreal. Yes, surreal. surreal. It's, really it's surreal for us, too. I mean, you know, if you had asked us a couple of years ago, wouldn't have guessed that we'd be doing this right now. But Yeah, that's true. You know, here we are. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask this, though. Were you, did you have the name already, uh, Dragon Snake MMA at the park? Or when did that come into play? Oh, Dragon Snake. Okay, Dragon Snake is, uh, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Because not a lot of people know. And I bet they're always wondering, what is, why is it Dragon Snake? What is that? That's your what fight nickname, right? Um, uh, well, my fight, nick- my fight name is uh, Ricky the Dragon. Mm. Ricky, okay. Ricky the Dragon. And uh, but the gym is Dragon Snake. What it is is um, my Uncle Louis. Uncle Louis. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for giving me so many shout outs. <laughs> so shout you got to you gotta love. You, got the, to. you gotta show love to the people we that showed love to, to you, dude. man. Exactly. In life. That's it. Um, my uncle Lewis is a fifth degree black belt master instructor in uh, Chinese Kempo Karate, and um, oh, wow. he opened up the first Kempo Karate school in Toledo. Mm. And I trained under his tutelage for for a long time. Black belted, competed. Um, we hit. He was. My uncle was 58 years old teaching uh, a crew of MMA fighters. And we were all in our 20s, and we were all kicking ass, and it was just, like, really cool. And he was still kicked harder than every single one of us, like, at that (laughs) age. I hope hope I'll be 58 doing the same thing that he was doing back then. Um, But what he did was he uh, he developed a a sword fighting system that was based on uh, speed and power. Mm. And he named it the Dragon Snake Sword Fighting System. All right? And... um, um, speed and power, uh, dragon and the snake are uh, representatives of speed and power. Mm. How a snake coils up and shoots at you in a straight 
line hits you and you, you're like, oh my God, I just got bit by that snake. You didn't even see it happen. It was like a flash, yeah. right? They're very fast speed. And what, uh, what's, where speed comes from is from uh, straight lines. Mm. Right? The quickest way to get from A to B is? Straight line. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I've taken uh, the physics of that as well as uh, the dragon represents power. Right. Circular motion. Dragons are circular. They come from water. They're very, very fluid mm. and they move in circles. Have you ever seen a um, a um, um, Godzilla movie? Mm. Yeah. And he swings his tail around, knocking over buildings. Yeah. And, uh, so, so circular motion generates raw power. Okay. So uh, I've taken those ideas from straight lines and circles and implemented mm. them into our movements. That's and, sweet, dude. And, <laughs> so so um, like spin kicks. They're very circular in motion, but they're very linear in, in, in targeting right. uh, and things like that. So um, the, in our striking system. Right. So uh, I took my uncle's idea and uh, I implement, implemented that into uh, the striking system, the Dragon Snake MMA striking system that I developed. Damn, so it's that's even cool. more like the whole Bruce Lee story and being in the park. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's insane. That's great. When did it come about, though? Like, when did you finally, like, get that name put on the gym and the system? Well, um... From the beginning. From the beginning? Yeah, from the beginning. From the park? From the beginning. We were at the Hell park yeah, and we, we were wearing dragon snake shirts. Oh, damn. Dude, yeah. that is what I wanted to hear. <laughs> well, that it's is cool because uh, as I was looking at some of your background, you have such a diverse, it seems like you have so many different martial arts backgrounds that you come from. Kempo, Taekwondo, Muay Thai. So what would you say the percentage <clears throat> of like each discipline is inside of the dragon snake fighting system? Wow. Awesome question. Thank uh, you. Um, well, let's see. That's a very good question. I'd have to say uh, we use a lot of Muay Thai, and I have added the kicks from Taekwondo and Kempo. Mm. Some Kempo strikes I've added, like uh, spinning hammer fist strikes, um, um, but all of the kicks from, from Kempo and Taekwondo, mm. I've, I've added into our system. The, the very fast uh, circular kicks, like uh, wheel kicks to the head, spinning, yeah. spinning side kicks to the, to the midsection. Um, and um, I've taken all of my favorite kicks from Taekwondo, from karate, from, from those, both those karate arts, and I've taken all the very powerful um, kicking techniques from Muay Thai and put those all together, and those are our techniques. I, I use a lot of boxing as well, Western boxing as well as a Muay Thai kickboxing. Mm which um, I've taken all of those and meshed them together. What I did was, I, I, my, my uncle likes to call it cutting the fat. I took everything I learned mm -hmm. in the 30-plus years of martial arts that I was training and, and uh, the experience that I have, and I did what, uh, what my uncle Lewis calls, I cut the fat. I took all of the techniques, techniques that I learned that I felt were inapplicable, were ineffective. Yeah. You know, because in your martial arts career, you learn things. I'm yeah. sure you guys do, and you guys are like, yeah, it's right. never going to work. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I not mean, it was cool me. learning it, but that's probably never going to work, so I'll never use it. punch combo right. or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, 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 I take, so I took all of those, and I just like threw them in the garbage. And all of the things I felt were effective, I built a system around it. Damn. Yeah, so you just took like all the, all the most important pieces from all the stuff that you've learned all the accumulation of knowledge and just done together most, like a puzzle yeah it dude, seems that's to be cool. huge in today's day and and oh geez mma because now there's so much more research and there's so many different guys where you have guys like uh wonder boy thompson who's a karate fighter but 
they're still just mainly karate, so we're going to start to see the guys that are mixing in the karate with the Muay Thai, with the, with the boxing and everything. So it's really cool because you're, in a way, really on the forefront of the new era of, of mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Martial arts evolves. Wild. Yeah, it, does it evolves and quickly, you, too. And if you stay stuck in, in, in a thing, you will get left behind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you see that in, in a lot of sports, but particularly, like, with MMA because it's so young and so new. Yeah. You know, it just changes that, so quick. Yeah, we're just in that that stage, dude, where people are, are now dedicating their entire life from a young age <clears throat> to the sport, and it's all they know, you know? So they just want to get better and better and better and want to be the next, you know, Conor McGregor, I guess, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> you know. He's a he's a long shot away from like being a, a Gretzky or a Michael Jordan or a Tiger Woods, <laughs> even Floyd know. Mayweather, or I guess Floyd, yeah. So Tyson or Ali, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, it's still kind of finding, trying to find that that breakout, I think, person that can carry the sport for a long period of time, and I think that's helping the evolution so much quicker than if. It, for yeah. sure just mm-hmm. stagnant i agree so yeah it's crazy um you just had a fight in uh what was it july right J- uh, june july june, july, july 8th july 8th yeah july how 8th, often do you fight about i fought i probably fight every four months or so four or okay. five months um uh, uh when i can when i can fit it in it's hard to uh to uh train everyone else and run the gym as well as myself find time to yeah. train and fight for myself but I find time because I still love to compete. Uh, I yeah. still like to fight. Um, that was in the West Valley Rumble competition uh, mm. that uh, I was the main event um, um, for the uh, for the West Valley Rumble title uh, that night for the Muay Thai side. It was Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. And the Jiu-Jitsu side, um, Kyle Stewart was the main event for the Jiu-Jitsu competition. Um, forgot who he who he went up against, but it was. Uh, it must have been like forty fights. It was like Damn. there was like seventeen Muay Thai, oh, yeah, twenty four jujitsu. The so many, so many. On oh that. yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a big night. It was it was a really long night. It's I cool bet. that they're doing that now. Or uh, now that they're doing that with the uh, having like jujitsu on the same night as a Muay Thai yeah. fighter, they'll do like MMA and kickboxing the same night. Like even uh, it's smart. One FC starting to do that too. Mm-hmm. I think it's really smart to do it uh, just because, like, typically MMA fans, like, aren't just fans of of MMA, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's, especially when you get into leagues not named the UFC, when there's, like, a lot of purists that are really into it, yes. you yes. get those people that are like, you know, I'm interested to watch a jiu-jitsu competition and, and a Muay Thai competition and... I don't need to see all of the elements. I don't need to be surprised with what could happen, you know, <laughs> yep. as far as, like, what discipline someone's going to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the UFC, what is your – what's your overall opinion of the whole state of, of kind of – however it is in, in MMA right now, it's like the talking shit for promotion just because you're – you seem like you come from such a t- traditional, like, pure background that, like – I don't know. Are you on board with it or are you not? Um, like yeah, if one of I, I your don't guys. do a lot of talking shit. No. Yeah, I, I let I let my actions speak for me. Um, 
But uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't uh, I don't I don't mad dog my guy when right. we're, when we're yeah, facing right. off, right? Yeah. I'm looking into his soul. I want to I want to let him know that I'm gonna break him. Right. I need him to look at me and see 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 and feel my my fight spirit. Yeah. But um, but to talk and say things is a little different. I don't right. I don't really not a big fan of it. A lot of guys do it. Um, I think there's a thin line between um, a for lack of better words, a good shit talk and a bad one. Right, right. right. I mean, there's uh, make it fun. Yeah. Make it fun. Make it attractive. Make us want to run and watch it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. But don't seem like a jackass. Don't seem like right. a dick. And and like like because like, you can see them from the outside. And, and when some people talk shit, you're like, you're really a dick. Like, yeah. I know you're an asshole. Yeah. Your girlfriend probably hates exactly. you, right? You're like, or they're coming off like a bitter ex-girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a thin line there. Um, Conor McGregor made it fun. I really like. I really like his style. He he cracked a lot of jokes. Does he and, still? Do you, does he still do it for you, or did you turn on him? No, I I um I never turn on uh, Conor. He's I'm a huge fan of his because he's a he's a taekwondo boxer. Yeah, uh, he's like right. his style is really close to my style right. and the way we fight. Uh, he throws a lot of spin strikes and uh, he's a very good boxer, and um so he's a striker nonetheless. Uh, I wish he was a grappler because I would I would have I would have uh, loved to see him beat Khabib in that yeah, fight right. and get out from underneath <laughs> yeah, him. Exactly. But um but um. Yeah, I think there's a. I, I agree with it to a certain point. I, yeah. I think you need it, right? Yeah. Um, Especially at that high level, that highest level, you know, like at, at the UFC, you gotta sell those fights. You gotta sell the fights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. It's a little whack though if if someone like an amateur up and coming is doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like that. Yes. Wait, who are you? Dude, who are you? That's you have whack. one fight. <laughs> Get out of here. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> who the fuck? Uh, yeah, dude, that's whack. <laughs> um, so, but like at the UFC, I get it because you know you, there's a lot of money on the line, right. and you're yeah. trying to get you're trying to get the sport out there. You know, you're not trying to piss off all your. Well, that friends. was sometimes you even think that they ask them to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Dana White's like, "Hey, man, go out there and say this thing, <laughs> man. Let, let's sell this fight." Yeah, you know? hey, <laughs> like, hey, see that? I'll give you. I'll, I'll throw you a couple of bottles of champagne or something. <laughs> see that bus <laughs> and that dolly right there? Just. <laughs> see what happens, dude. That was uncalled for. Yeah, that, yeah. So that there, was there's been a few times. Z, Z walked into my room that day that that happened <laughs> with his phone. Out. He's like, Connor did it, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can ride with Connor anymore. And I'm yeah. like, what? What do you mean? I mean, yeah, that, like, was, that was really uncalled for. Why was that? I, I don't agree, I got I don't agree with that at all. He got over it though. So yeah, quick. I mean, but I was the same way though because uh, when I was training a lot too, it's like I was Fanboy. a long southpaw so i was always like trying to watch him and be like okay yeah what can i take from him and john jones those are my two guys right, and both right. them fucking disappointed the hell out of me over the years but <laughs> yeah man uh. <laughs> do what they don't <laughs> yeah but yeah what about like um toxic teammates and stuff like that how much does that impact and affect the uh the locker rooms as the like chemistry as the, the as the gym owner how often do you have to deal with toxic people coming in and training? Um, it, it's a thing. It happens. This happens yeah. in my career a couple of times. Uh, in the last five years, I've asked two students to leave. Um, and um, it was rough. Yeah. It was hard because you build relationships with these guys. You get very close to them. And um, they become family with each other. They're all really tight. And to ask one of them to leave is really hard. But if... Uh, 
if what their their actions and their behavior is uh, is non conducive to like the happiness of the team and the, sure. and, the, and, the, and the um the the con- conduciveness of everyone's happiness right right uh, 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 if it's breaking things up yeah you, you got to make a change I mean you have no choice or either that or everything is gonna fall yeah right so um right. I I do. I do believe that um, if there is someone toxic on your team, um, have them leave. They become a bit like a cancer, right, to the camaraderie of the of the whole the whole team, and then it, it kind of rots it from the inside out. It does. I, I've seen many teams go 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 to shit uh, because they've had some bad guys on the team, and they just let the things continue to go on just, the yeah. way they were going, and and it just all fell apart in the long run. Well, that's gonna be like my next question: when when do you know? Like when when do you know? Okay, now is the right time to <laughs> well, ask them it, to leave, or are they gonna maybe work themselves out and get better? Or? And and to just dovetail on that as a two parter. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be tougher in in the individual sport of MMA versus a team sport because a team sport you could pick it off you know right then and there you're fucking our team up we're losing games now you're ah, out that makes sense you know what I mean yeah. how's it different um actually um uh, um not, not to say you're wrong but yeah, but M- M- MMA is uh, <laughs> MMA is and and Muay Thai and uh, and fighting in general is is a team sport For sure. you um you you uh you don't get there by yourself. Um, uh, the whole team uh, collectively uh, gets each one of us ready and helps one of us ready ourselves to get in there and compete. Uh, you do get in there by yourself, but you don't get there by yourself. For sure. So, so it really is a team sport, but it's really up to you when you walk in that cage or that that ring and the bell rings, right? But but the things you're doing in there is uh, is a is all, it's it's a show of your team, right? And what you guys do on a day to day basis. Yeah. Um, so uh um the to answer the second part of that um when you know um me I'm I'm very forgiving very forgiving I I will I will forgive and forgive and forgive until there's a point where I go no more forgives mm. right no more that's when I know and then it's just so, shut off and then it's just shut off and I'm like okay this one's done that's it there's nothing more I can do I can't I can't help anymore I I try 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 and that's then how I, I am yeah. yeah right so uh there's just a point where I'm like okay today's the day that's it and then I just make my decision and then you just go in there and you say hey it's over dang dude just like that <laughs> and it's gotta they, happen though yeah how, how'd they handle it were they good or no Shitty? no 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 actually um I uh uh, my team regressed a little bit when when I asked one of them to leave because he was really close to some of the other fighters, and mm. he took one of my uh, one of my best fighters at the time with him uh, because they were like brothers, and oh. and the one was was really toxic to my team, and the other guy was like he was he was great, he was he was growing, he was winning fights. I trained him up, he was doing amazing things, and uh, and I knew they were really tight, and I knew it was probably gonna happen, but I had to do it anyway. You know, for 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 the longevity of uh, and the, and the life of everyone else. Right. right? Yeah. So I had to take uh, I had to take one on the chin with that. But um, sometimes you got to take uh, uh, two steps back. Just take one step forward. Right. right. That's right. tough. I mean, that's a tough uh, decision to make, like game time decision, because you got one guy who's doing you know harm, and then one guy that's doing everything right and a good you know peace to the team yeah that's gotta be tough it was a rough one it was a rough one uh um i was uh telling zach earlier um that one he was uh he was on his fourth fight i trained him up for all of his fights he was doing very well 
when he left, he was a uh, 4-0. When he left with the other teammate, a month later, he won a belt. And, and I was watching and I seen on Facebook, I was scrolling through and, I, I, and uh, I looked and there was a picture of him and his new coaches and they like got his arms around him and they're like, right. hey, we want a belt. And I looked and I went, that's my belt. That's my belt. I've trained that kid for the past two years. You guys didn't win that belt, but that's okay. I'll go ahead. You know, I'm, everyone wants to, um, you know, shine and uh, you can shine. It's okay. I'm not mad. I didn't say anything. I didn't write anything. I just left it alone. I let them live. Let everyone live and let live. Yeah. But um, but I knew that that was uh that that was that was kind of one I had to take on the chin. I was like, okay, you know, it's okay for one, the culture. One, yeah. Yeah. For the future. I do it for the team. All right, we got to do a quick uh, camera reset break, and uh, we'll be right back. Boom. We're back. What up? Um, yeah. All right, so where 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 we leave off? We were talking about teams. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up about teams was uh, I wanted to know what your opinion was of, like, all the drama that's going on right now with uh, – you got, like, American top team, for instance. How you had a bunch of guys that were trained there. You have Jorge, Colby, and then Dustin Poirier. And then they're all just mm-hmm. around. And uh, I, you might have had this already with guys, but is there – how much is loyalty a part of the gym and the team? Um, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, when, when, guys are, uh, when guys grow together for long periods of time, and, I mean uh, – and the, the blood, sweat, and tears inside on those mats together for for uh, and and help each other grow and uh, become brothers. It hits really hard in the gut, man. When 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 uh when the loyalty falls apart, someone leaves or, or uh, turns their back on you. It hurts a lot. It hurts. It hurts. Um, but um, uh, well, like I said before, I mean, uh, sometimes uh, those things are necessary in order for everyone to grow. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, things implode on purpose. I believe. I believe everything happens for a reason, and exactly how it's supposed to. For sure. Right? So when things like that happen, when bad things happen, you have to look at it and go, "This is a lesson." Mm. Right? I, I I know at some point in the future I'm gonna go. I'm glad that happened. Yeah. If that didn't happen, this awesome thing wouldn't have happened. Right. Right. And and you know that happens every time something terrible happens in the future. You're like. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't. This wouldn't be going on. This awesome thing that's happening now. I wouldn't have went in this direction, or I wouldn't have went in that direction. And um, so that that's what that's the way I like to look at things. When uh, when when uh, things implode or uh, life changes happen, you got and or you lose a friend or whatever it may be, you got to go. Okay, this is okay. I know it's for a reason, and I know something good's gonna come from this. There's a yin and a yang to everything. Yeah, well, because there is always the opposite of it to where if he were to stay or if whatever teammate he or she were to stay, that it could be a list of bad things that happen with them being there. Like we were talking exactly. about the toxic in the gym. If, mm-hmm. You know, there's that. So, you know, yeah, dude, it's a, that's a slippery slope when you get that when you get that disloyalty. Uh, how, how easy is it for guys to train uh, <clears throat> with multiple camps, do you think? Do you think that that's like an easy thing to do, or no. better question? Do you think they should? Yeah, or do you think they do you think should? they should stick with one champ or one champ, one camp, or just move around? I think you should stick with one camp. You think so? I do. Yeah, because uh, 
Or, I mean, uh, unless you're specializing something. Unless, mm. say you're, you're training at a mixed martial arts gym, mm. and then you're going over to this uh, um, catch wrestling gym to work on your catch wrestling. They do nothing else. Right. The only thing they do is catch wrestling. Mm. Right. right. That's, oh, in my brain, that's okay. Right. right? But if you're training at uh, the lab and Fight Ready or Dragon Snake and ACS... That makes no sense, right? Because then you're you're sharing this information with 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 too many people, right? right? People are knowing uh, they're getting a lot of information out of you as a fighter. Um, not only watching you fight and, and train, they're like, oh, okay. Because in the future, you might fight one of their friends, and they're exactly. gonna run over to their friend. They're gonna go, hey, he trained over at my gym, yeah, and I know all these things about him. So do your game plan like this. Does that happen a lot? Be. All the time, yeah. All yeah. the time, people always. Uh, I mean. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I like to do my research and get my own information. But I, 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 we have competitions, and sometimes guys will run up to me and they'll be like, "Hey, I know this guy. I know his things." Sometimes even if they, if they don't like them, they'll do it on purpose. Right, like, I yeah. know his things. Go do it like this. He's bad at this, bad at that, or whatever. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, "You don't like him or something." Like, yeah, there's some, there's there's some there. reason you're, you're <laughs> sitting here telling me all these things. We don't really talk much, right. but. Uh, yeah, people. People. Uh, if you train at too many gyms, everyone knows your game. Yeah, right? Right. And then you talk to people. They ask you questions. Uh, they might say, "Hey, what do you guys do over at Dragon Snake?" Or "What do you guys? What, what is your coach teaching for this game plan for your buddy that you train there with, or right. whatever it may be?" And they guys just, I mean, they think they're becoming friends with others, so they start telling them information. So if you stick to um, your 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 uh, your home front and uh and and stay there things things are less uh there's less of a chance for information to get out there with other teams right um, so so I feel like especially too because it's such a small uh community yeah it's a very world. small community everyone knows yeah. everyone already right so uh well and then to go on top of that though a step further is if you have a guy who's say traveling to other gyms and other striking systems how difficult is that if they're working on say I mean, not a lot of moves counteract, but a way, say, a Kempo kick is thrown or however your kick is uh, mainly based off of, and say they do an American kickboxing style, which uh -huh. is way different than Muay Thai and way different than even regular Muay Thai. Is that really frustrating for you, or how much do you have to work backwards with them to go like, all right? Oh, yeah, guys pick up, you mean like pick up habits from other yeah. gyms? Exactly. Bad habits, it, it happens. Um and, uh, I mean, you just sometimes, honestly, as a coach, sometimes someone comes in and if they're like, I, well, I like to do it this way or whatever. And, and, and as a coach, I go, okay, do it that way. Do it that way. That's okay. okay. So you're flexible. I have though. to let you learn. Yeah. Right? I can't, I can't beat on a, a dead horse and, and, or I can't force people to, to understand things. Uh, doesn't happen often at my gym. Uh, I'm 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 highly respected. Everyone uh, knows that what, what we do works. Right. So uh, it doesn't really uh, happen too much at my gym. But I have happened had it happen before where a student wants to go. Well, I like to do it this way. And instead of fighting them, I go, okay, do it your way. That's okay. How long do, do they take them to change? <laughs> well. When they start missing the certain kick that they're trying to throw and they're doing it their way, yeah. they go, okay, maybe I should do it your way. Yeah, they're in a fight and they throw a kick, just head on linear and just get knocked out or just get knocked yeah. out. I mean, trust me, they learn. And, and you have to let people learn sometimes. You have to, you have to allow them. You can't, you can't fix everything and everyone. Yeah.
for sure. Yeah, it's tough, well, especially because there's so many different personalities in the gym. Like, there's the kids in there or the guys in there that'll go in and be like, no, I want to do it my way. Or if they have the bad habits, then they're willing to change and they're willing to mm-hmm. work on it because they know, like, all right, obviously you know what you're doing. I don't know as much. I'm not the one coaching here. I'm not the one who opened up a gym. And that being said, that that that, that also – um relates to coaches as well sometimes you get someone in your gym and they have a little bit different of a flavor right, right? Mm. and you have to be able to conform to your fighter right because i don't you don't want to make a bunch of robots True. i don't i don't think i don't look at it in my gym and i go okay everyone has to be the same right. Right? i look at it and i go okay your style is your style you move a little bit differently than her him or her or whoever it may be and we're also different as human beings right none of us are exactly alike right. so in in the fight game not two of us is going to be exactly alike as well. We'll be very close to each other, but everyone has their own little style. So as a coach, I, I sit back and I learn everyone's everyone's um, rhythm and the style that they do, and I go, okay, how do I how do I as a coach make them and the way that they move and, and the best that I can possibly be? I don't want to fight something that they're naturally not good at or or uh, or force them to do a thing that their body doesn't do well. Maybe he's a six foot eight. 190 pound guy who whose leg doesn't move that way. Right. Right. So we have to uh um we have Brian Simonich, shout out, bro. I just shouted you out, man. Uh <laughs> that, that uh he's a, he's a one of my students. He's six eight and then oh, really? he's, he's a really he's a really tall uh, guy. And we've had I had to change some things to fit his uh body type and style and the yeah. way he moves. Yeah. Um, so a, a good coach can do that. A good yeah. coach can take that and 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 uh, work with any human being and make them better and and tweak things to fit that personal human being for sure yeah that's huge um i always felt that especially being always one of the taller people and especially being southpaw i remember sometimes working with some coaches it was like uh when i was out in denver trying out a few of the different gyms out there i'd go to some of them they're like no you gotta do it this way you gotta do it this way and i'm like why am i (laughs) you know in the pocket with these guys i should be Uh -uh. out here exactly so it's it's crazy though there's so many just different gyms do you guys do uh like a lot of grappling too or you guys just mainly focused on striking oh no we we uh we are um i'd have to say our striking is like our really strong point we're 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 good strikers but we do have really good wrestlers at our at our gym and really good jujitsu fighters um i've had a few fighters where uh i mean you think we're strikers and i have a, a kid um named uh wes pierce who uh, wrestled all of his life. He was an amazing uh, wrestler. And uh, I taught him how to strike. And he went out there and uh, just mauled everyone he fought. And he just threw them against the cage, controlled yeah. them, drugged them down, beat them up. Habibed them. Uh, he, stood, he, he stood and scrapped with them, some of them. Uh, his kicks were uh, terrible at first, but they became like thunder. When, when he hit the pads, I feel like my forearms are going to break sometimes. Right? Um, this kid, uh, he's amazing. You guys will hear from him and see from him. His, in his yeah. amateur career, he was 11-1, and one, uh, number uh, two in the country, number one in the state at 170 and 185 Wow. Um, uh, as, as an MMA fighter. And uh, he just had his first uh, pro fight a month ago. And um, I'm super excited about what's going to happen for his future. Um, uh, but uh, they would... If you didn't know him, you would go in there thinking he was a striker. Yeah. You know, they're like, that's a striking gym. But you find out really fast that, no, uh, we're pretty good wrestlers as well, right? We, we do a lot of uh, – we drill a lot of wrestling. We drill a lot of jiu-jitsu. Um, one of my students, Pris, Pren, huh, um, 
Princeton Jackson mm-hmm. uh, just won the fight to win. He fought one of the uh, one of the lab kids, um, uh, Sugar Shane. John. Sugar Sean. Oh, Sugar Sean. Sugar yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought Sugar Sean. Sugar Shane is a boxer, yeah. 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 <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sugar Sean uh, at the fight to win and uh, and uh, tapped him out. It was really that was really cool. And he's a. Uh, He's a really tough kid, and uh, he wins a lot of jiu-jitsu fights. Um, he just won a kickboxing fight. He's uh, really good on all levels. He's really young. I'm really uh, excited about the rest of his career. Um, so, um, no, we do a lot of jiu-jitsu. Uh, in our 8 o'clock class, it's our fighters class, mm. and uh, we fit it to, uh, to, to to work on what we need to work on for what's c- coming ahead of us in whatever right, competition right. that we're working in. So if we're competing in a grappling show, uh, we'll be doing a lot of grappling for those few weeks. If we're competing okay. in, a, in a kickboxing show, we'll, we'll be doing a lot of sc- scrapping in that in that class or whatever it is, game planning. Right. Two guys are fighting, we'll get in there and we'll put their game plans together and we'll drill them uh, on ground, stand up and everything uh, to get the muscle memory set in so when they go in there in that fight, things happen without thinking. Damn. How many classes are you guys usually running about a day? Uh, well, we have one, two, three, four, five. Five. We have a Little Dragons uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. We have a, uh, and I call it Muay Thai kickboxing because it's not just Muay Thai, right? Mm. Well, I still teach them to throw the spin kicks and, and uh, the side kicks, and, and, and I add a lot of flavor to the, to right. our Muay Thai. We, we, we mix it up a little bit more. I highly right. believe in having uh, dynamic fighters. Because right. if you never know what's coming next, it's really hard to plan for it or fight it. Right? Yeah, so make the creativity of it. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, what? He just threw a spin kick. Now he just, um, now he just did this other thing. I didn't <laughs> expect it to come. It looked like it was a spin kick, but yeah. it wasn't. But so, uh, so um, uh, we have uh, the little dragons uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. Uh, we have uh, our beginner uh, Muay Thai uh, foundation building class. We have our intermediate. Uh, where um, we do a little higher, higher level uh, uh, technique work, uh, um, more um, difficult uh, combination and movement, footwork, and some sparring. And then we have our advanced class, which is where uh, all the fighters compete mm-hmm. uh, and, and train to compete. Um, um, so uh, those are our, our four classes that we have. Uh, and we have a class in the morning we do often, which is an all-levels class. Mm. Oh, and every Saturday we have uh, boxing, uh, where we do strictly boxing. It's all handwork. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, under uh, my coach, uh, <clears throat> Edgar Davila. Mm. Uh, he's a boxing coach. He's been teaching boxing like his entire life. He's trained champions. Damn. So he comes in, he teaches that class on Saturday. Uh, he's cornered me some for uh, a few of my fights, trained me for some of my fights. I don't teach that class. I actually just go and I, I take it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm alongside the rest of my students, so, you know. Uh, That's I'm, I'm a really hands-on coach. I, I uh, tonight I trained with my guys, sparred with them. I, I I get the blood, sweat, and tears out alongside them. I, I think it's very important for a coach to be uh to not just be a a, a point your finger kind of coach. Yeah, do right. this, do that, and do this and do that. Now, when you get in there and you get your hands dirty with your team, I think the level of respect goes up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because the that buy-in is there. From everybody, you know, it's like it's really you can feel it from from all parties. Yeah, everyone wants to give it, and no one wants to take a second off because they know you're not, and mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah, when they 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 say that in business all the time too, where it's like there's a huge difference between a manager and a leader, and a manager is someone who's you know telling someone what to do, and a leader showing them how to do it. Boom. And I th- I think that's what you're kind of doing, and that's cool because a lot of coaches, you're right, are just kind of sitting on the sideline, you know, not really 
going through and then to piggyback on what you're saying, they have that extra level of respect towards you as a coach too, that they're like, damn, he's taking class with us right now. And that's our coach, you know. Doing the push-ups with us. Doing push-ups, yeah. Putting the same sweat on that we are. It's crazy. That's a good uh that's a good good example good, to set. Good example to set for sure. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, dude. <laughs> Do you have anything a, else you want to add yeah, while you're here? Been a lot of fun. Do you have anything? Um, no, man. I just really appreciate you guys having me out, man. You guys are oh, awesome yeah, of people. We appreciate yeah, you coming. Good energy, good you're, vibes. You're awesome. Oh, sweet. Thank Zach, you. Zach, over here, you're amazing. You guys He's are all man. awesome. I hope to see a lot He's more of you guys because I love to be around people like you. Yeah, oh, yeah, so thank I'm you. just very, very grateful that you guys brought me out, man. Yeah, we want to have you thank again. You. Uh, we'll have you again, too, for the second season with uh, with one of your fighters or Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe when we have another fight coming up. Oh, I'm actually fighting. Yeah, you're fighting. I'm fighting on um August, I mean October 26th for the SAA Alliance uh Muay Thai Championship. It's uh the show called Champions vs Champions. Okay. And yeah. it's uh there's five or six title fights and all all they're all uh, title fights between champions. Sweet. So all the champions are going to be yeah, fighting we'll be each there. other, which is going to be really awesome to watch and and, you know, and a good time. Sick, dude. Well, we'll be there and um uh why don't you give us uh your social media stuff? Oh, where can okay, we find yeah. you? And where can we find yeah. the gym? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, um, well, uh, you can find us at uh, Dragon Snake MMA on Instagram, uh, on uh, Facebook as well. Dragon Snake MMA. Also, my my personal handle, Ricardo Jimenez Jr. on Facebook. Uh, we are on um, Twitter, uh, Dragon Snake MMA. Also, uh, DragonSnakeMMA.com. Um, if you want to shoot me an email and talk about things, you can reach me at dragonsnakemma uh, at gmail.com uh, or uh, dragonsnakemma at um, www.dragonsnakemma.com. We have um, also, uh, we are in Tempe, Arizona by uh, Tempe Marketplace. Uh-huh. If you know where Tempe Marketplace, you'd be able to find uh, our yeah, gym. Just right easily. south of it. Right, right south of it. We are in between University and Rio Salado, like halfway down the block mm-hmm. at 425 South McClintock. So right on McClintock between University and Rio Salado. Dragon the turn State comes MMA. quick though. The turn's weird. The turn's the turn weird. comes quick. Just look for uh, <laughs> look for <laughs> a, a warehouse building that's yellow. And uh, with a yellow, <laughs> with, a, with a green top, it's not the most beautiful thing, but <laughs> it's not where you're at, it's who you're with. The inside exactly. beautiful, <laughs> yeah, though. The, the inside is beautiful. The inside is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoy the training part. It was fun to train. And uh, thank y'all. Yeah, thank thank you. you guys so much. Enjoy. Thank you. It's going to be awkward. <laughs>